0: our hearts are already full with the gospel of love and so it is a great honor and a gift to read again a parable that i hope can turn our hearts tender towards the way that god searches us out in this life parables are a gift given to us before we were born they are precious like gold and somehow Even if you've never heard this parable before, parables tap into our deepest memories and our deepest longings. And somehow, those ancient stories, these little stories of Jesus, resurrect what is very old and very wise and sometimes very unsettling. Parables teach us to recognize what we've already always known. So here, this little nugget from the Gospel of Luke, we know that before this prodigal son story, there is the story of the lost coin and the story of the lost sheep, and then this story of the prodigal son, the lost younger brother, But pay attention today for the other lost brother. The prodigal son takes his share of mom and dad's money, right? You know the way the story goes. He takes his inheritance early and he squanders it, spending all the money until it's gone. And he's in a foreign country when the money runs out. And that country is hit by a famine and he has no way to get home. He takes up a job, but it's not quite enough to eke by. And so he's basically eating trash. And he decides that at least if he goes home, maybe his father will receive him back and he can work for his dad instead of a stranger. And so he goes home with humility, thinking he's gonna have to give a big speech to his dad when he gets home about why his dad should take him in as a laborer. But while he's still driving up the driveway His dad runs out to greet him and gives him that big bear hug that only a dad can give after a long absence. And dad declares in that moment that he will throw a huge party to welcome his youngest son home. Meanwhile, Jesus explains, the older son is out in the field. And when the older son comes back home in the evening, He hears the music and the dancing. And he calls out to one of the servants of the house and asks what's going on. And the servant replies, your brother has come home. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. But the older brother is angry and refuses to go into the party. So the father goes out to him and pleads with him. But he answered his father. The eldest son answers, Look, after all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders and you never even gave me a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property comes home, you kill the fatted calf? And the father says, My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. Please pray with me. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. First, there is the lost coin, which is found, and then there is the lost sheep who is returned to the shepherd, and then the lost son who comes home again. And after each lost thing is found, there is a party. That's the story of Luke chapter 15. It's simple enough, and it might hold just about everything we need to know about God. When we are lost, God goes after us. When we are lost, God seeks us until we are found but here's today's question will the older brother go to the party can he bear to celebrate Jesus spins these fabulous little tales and we're still thinking of them 2,000 years later because we see ourselves as the younger brother or Some days, we see ourselves as the older brother. And other days, maybe we see ourselves in the father, watching his sons hurt and be hurt by each other and the world. Or maybe on Mother's Day, we see ourselves as the mother watching our daughters be hurt and hurt each other in this world. We know that this parable, this story, is telling us something true about ourselves. We know it intuitively that we fit in this parable. And so 2,000 years later, this story is still about us, about getting lost and about God running out to greet us. If you Google how to find lost things, there are so many results. And here are a few of them. Double check where it should be. Check where you've lost it before. Retrace your steps. We've already done that if we're coming to Google. Check where you last used the item. Explore all the seating areas. Turn the sa- cut the noise. Do you do that if you if you can't if you're lost and you're driving? Do you turn the radio off? Change the lighting. Clean the house. Okay, these seem obvious enough. And yet I can I can kind of tell that this is some of. Some of what's happening in this parable is exactly what Google is telling us. You can hear the father's footsteps as he retraces what goes wrong in this story. Why has my son locked out that door? How has his youngest son become so lost? He checks and double checks. He relives every conversation. He wonders why and he watches. You can tell he watches from the window for his son's return because Before his son makes it to the door, the father is running out to greet him. But at the same time, just under his nose, the older son is getting lost too, right before his eyes. This second part of the story is not the kind of story where you lose your wallet or your cell phone or your bicycle or your umbrella, and you have to go looking for it. This is not like getting lost in a book or getting lost in thought. It's not even like getting lost in that deep abyss that is the internet, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling while you might otherwise be sitting next to your beloved, talking to them. Instead, you're just scrolling and sitting next to them. It's not that kind of lost. This isn't like the time you got lost at the mall when you were a kid. There are so many ways that we might get lost. I know that some of us this month will go and visit our mothers in that lost place of dementia, and she's barely able to find your name when you pull up a chair. There are so many ways that we lose one another before we're truly lost. But this is a different kind of losing. maybe, Maybe it's this, maybe it's, that time that you called your husband to tell him you couldn't find your cell phone only to realize that you were calling him on your cell phone. <laughs> or when you lose your glasses and they're there on your face the whole time. This is a story about a failure of recognition. This is a story of a failure of, an, of attention. And we live in a culture where we fail to pay attention to one another sometimes. And in fact, this year's confirmands, and you know who you are, you've you've written about this, right? About how you wanna live life to the fullest, you wanna live paying attention to your loved ones. When you sit down for dinner with your mom and dad, when you sit next to your grandma or grandpa at church, when you have the chance to be together with those you love, you want your full attention to be there because you know how easily it is for us to lose one another. So thank you for your ways that you articulated that this year and reminded all of us that our attention matters. It's easy to fail to pay attention. I know someone who lost their spouse before they even knew they lost their spouse. They lost their spouse to divorce years before they ever thought of signing any paperwork. They just stopped paying attention to one another There was not a fight, there was not an affair, it was just a slow unraveling. One day at a time, a failure to look up and see, a failure to notice. Friendships disintegrate in the same way. Your most treasured confidant slowly over months or years becomes a total stranger to you. Maybe this has happened to you. You can hardly reconcile your memories of that friendship with the reality that's in front of you today. We can get lost sitting right next to each other. We can leave without leaving, we can walk away without walking away. Getting lost in plain sight is easier than you'd expect. One of our own confirmands from about a decade ago, Emma, describes her battle with bulimia that way. She was hidden in plain sight. She got good at it, pretending that all was well, eating dinner with her mother, pretending with her sisters that the popcorn and ice cream was a delight. She pretended that food was friend and not foe, and now that she's in recovery, a life of recovery, she writes about that struggle more publicly these days as a cathartic way of helping you and I realize that we have it within ourselves to pull up the courage to let our loved ones know when we're hiding something when something is hidden in plain sight, but it is too hard to bear out loud. Tell someone, she'd advise, as hard as that might be, do not carry the burden alone, there is a pathway through. It seems hard enough to get lost in plain sight, but it's easy to do. Backpacker Magazine interviewed a pair of wilderness hikers about this very thing this year. Back, uh, hikers who lost their way just meters from their own campsite in the tundra of Alaska. First, they lost their binoculars. They went out to take a look at the horizon. They'd just set up camp. They'd just gotten to this week of camping, and they were so excited to be there. They take their binoculars out to look at all the beauty of the Alaskan tundra. And one of the hikers sets down his binoculars, but the grass is a little tall and he loses track of where they are. And so he turns to his friend and says, can you help me find my binoculars? And so they spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, looking down, looking in the grass, thinking nothing of where they are, knowing that they're exactly where they've been and that the binoculars should be there. But then, all of a sudden, they can't find their binoculars. The more they look, the more time goes by, and as soon as they finally give up looking for the binoculars, fog has set in, and they couldn't see their campsite anymore, and they had been just meters from their tent, and now they don't know how far away their tent is. Probably still meters, but they can't see it. And so instead of waiting the fog, waiting for the fog to clear, they walk around more looking for their tent. And the more they walk around looking for the tent, the more confident they are that as soon as they just walk a little farther, they'll actually find it. And, the, and in reality, the more they walk, the more lost they become. Minutes become hours. And even with the long, long days of the Alaskan tundra in the summer, night falls and darkness comes and evening becomes morning. And the sunrise doesn't show them their campsite either. And so after five days of searching, they come across a huge river, the first thing that's looked familiar in days. And they recognize it as the place where they began their hike. And ac- but this time they're across on the other side of the river <laughs> and they see hikers starting their voyage for the week and so they wave to the hikers across this cold fast-moving Alaskan river (laughs) they wave and the new hikers wave back but the new hikers just think it's a friendly hello a wilderness hello that it's just a welcome to this beautiful land when in fact it's a I'm lost please help me No one understands that they're in distress. They are lost in plain sight. A pilot, even in a small plane, flies over them and waves from the cockpit. They couldn't get anyone to notice them, to help, to even think they needed help. Finally, they are rescued by somebody who pulls up in a boat. And they realized that nobody even thought to worry about them. They were supposed to be gone for five days. Nobody was worried about them yet. Nobody would have thought anything of them having a struggle in the middle of the wilderness. Five days have gone by, and now they're 28 pounds lighter after not eating all week, and the rescue team finally swoops in to take care of them. And that rescue team that swoops in goes back for their gear, of course, and they know exactly where it is because they you know, were just at the beginning of their week. So it's right at the beginning of the trail and it's exactly as they left it quite nearby, embarrassingly nearby food and water and shelter and a GPS system with a communication device all still there just around the corner from where they were rescued. So it's easier than we like to get lost in plain sight. But the God who we affirm today is a God who comes searching for us even still, right here, even right here in this sanctuary. Outsiders might think that this sanctuary is filled with people who easily notice God in this world. And for some of us on our best days, maybe that is true, but sometimes It's in the most obvious of places, like in a sanctuary that the most lost people sit. Even in a God-drenched place like this, where you might expect God to be found so easily, it's actually us, the lost, who come here searching for the God of, of searchers. Right? The God who searches us out is the God who we arrive here searching for. We need the God of this parable to come searching for us, even here, again and again. So close to home, we too can get lost. So close to God, we too can stop paying attention. So close to home, we can lose our way. We can look up and see that a fog has set in, a fog of grief, or loss or loneliness, a fog of inattention. And we realize we can't make our way back. Some days we even speak our distress aloud and those closest to us just think it's a friendly wave from across the river. So it is that we come to trust the God who comes searching for us. So it is that we trust the God who comes looking for us because we know the ways in which we are lost. We search out this God who comes to us, who invites us to the party, who comes out even when we're mad about it, when we don't wanna go to the party. If only we are able to say yes to the invitation, to celebrate, the many ways that the lost have been found, even ourselves. God invites us to see again this whole beautiful endeavor, to pay attention, to keep our hearts and our minds and our eyes open for one another so that we might be like God, seeking out the lost, and that we might find anew a delight in this life and in this world in which there is so much to delight in. It's been hours all along to delight in, to treasure, to notice, to love, but sometimes we get lost and so we trust in the God who seeks us out.